Hey gang, welcome to another episode of Sprinkles with a Z at the end. The show that helps you find your next favorite TV show, movie, or podcast. Or, today's case, video game! That's right, don't get scared. Video games are your friend. This is Timmy V, I'm your host, and today is a favorites episode. That means it's chock full of my favorite things. So, you know when you're little and you have, like, favorites, like, your favorite color, or your favorite musician, or your favorite actor, or your favorite book, or your favorite movie, and you, like, always talk about your favorites, like, with your friends. Like, what's your favorite this, and what's your favorite that? What's your favorite, like, X-Men character, and what's your favorite G.I. Joe character, and what's your favorite Transformer? Uh, Well, I am still one of those people. I have favorites. I have things that I absolutely love. Um, like random things like I love the Loch Ness Monster Um, I love Church Bells at a Distance I love the 1970s slash 80s toys by Romper Room which doesn't exist anymore called Weebles which were like little egg shaped people that were freaking adorable Um, and then I get obsessed with certain characters on TV shows like um, Madeline Ferguson on Twin Peaks Barb Holland from Stranger Things Jim from Jim and so my favorite uh, Transformer is Starscream, just in case you wanted to know. I am um, obsessed with the character of um, Anne Elliot in Jane Austen's Persuasion, um, particularly the version where with Amanda Root. That that oh my gosh, um, Dame Edna just as a character, she's hilarious. Alyssa Edwards, the drag queen, love her. Mabel Pines from Gravity Falls. Um, one of my all-time faves. And then I can't forget about Leslie Nope from Parks and Recreation. She is like my spirit animal. One of my all-time favorites. Mm, who else? Oh, who was the... I was going to say... Um, oh, uh, Fomanda um, on Revenge. So anyone who knows Revenge knows who Fomanda is. I love that character. Diana from the old 1980s V called the show called V where aliens invade she was played by Jane Badler she was so great so today is one of my favorites episodes with some of my all-time favorites and actually today it's super super favorites episode because one of my all-time favorites that I am completely obsessed with and anyone who knows me knows that I totally get obsessed with things and one of these shows is one of those things so uh, here we go. Today's show is favorite. Oh, we already did that. Okay, so we are going to be talking about Battlestar Galactica. That's right. You got it right. You do not have to adjust the dial, the podcast dial. <laughs> you do not have to adjust the phone product or computer uh, device that you're using because it is indeed true. Uh, Battlestar Galactica. And if you have not watched Battlestar Galactica, then you will love Battlestar Galactica. And I'm not sure why I'm saying it that way, but that's how we're going to be saying today is Battlestar Galactica. Do, 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 do. That's not the official theme, so don't assume me. That I just created that for an homage to Battlestar Galactica. Okay, and then I'm going to be talking about, yes, the video game that I have fallen in love with. It is called Thimbleweed Park. Thimbleweed Park. And it is available on virtually any device. It's available on, um, you know, the phones that are... I'm not supposed to say this word. It rhymes with schmapple. (laughs) Um, And I'm sure it's available on Bandroid um, phone products. 
and um, any kind of tablets and computers. Um, so it's readily available and it's pretty inexpensive, but it is so great. It is an, like an 80s video game. Well, it's like an 80s video game because it's set in the 1980s and it has 80s awesomeness and mysteries and puzzles and it's super fun. And what's not to love? And lastly, I'm going to recommend a children's cartoon that is also one of my all-time obsessions, a.k.a. the Grand Duchess Anastasia, and it is the Don Bluth's version called, simply, Anastasia. If you've not seen this, you are going to love it. There's a talking, hilarious bat. And, I mean, what else What else do you need? A Rasputin, singing Rasputin. Um, <laughs> I mean, really, that's all you need. You, you need a silly, funny bat that talks and a dancing, singing Rasputin. What more do you need? I mean, that is a Broadway show right there. In fact, I think that is on Broadway right now. So, anyway, and then, lastly... A favorite's tasty treat sensation. Welcome aboard. That's right. I'm talking about Battlestar Galactica. And Battlestar Galactica, not the original Battlestar Galactica from like the 70s and early 80s. I'm talking about the 2004 rendition. This show is going to grab you and it will not let you go. It is set in space, which is awesome. It has awesome special effects. It has an amazing, stellar... And if you you get the, the double meaning there, it's like stellar being it's in space and stellar being fabulous. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure you got that. But I just had to make sure you got it. Um, so stellar cast. I mean, these... Oh my goodness. You're going to get there and you're going to be like, these characters, oh, they're going to give you all the feels. You're going to get in there and you're going to love it. And... That's what's missing, I think, in so many shows, period, but so many science fiction shows, like new science fiction shows. Um, there was one that I was going to recommend, but I, then I really can't recommend. It's kind of new, and it's just, it was okay, but I was like, I'm not going to recommend that, anything that I don't absolutely love. And what better to absolutely recommend than to something that I absolutely love, which is Battlestar Galactica. Um, so it is sprawling. Think it's, So it's set in space, set in the future, and basically... There has been a war between the robots, which are the Klingons. Or no, the Klingons. <gasps> oh, this is not Star Trek. Okay, so let's start over. So, it's in the future, and there's been a war, and Amer the, the Americans. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, so it's humans versus cyborgs. I think I think we're on the same page now. I think I, I, think I am on the same page as that I'm supposed to be on. I'm on the correct page. So, Klingons, cyborgs. No, Cylons. Okay, they're Cylons. Okay, Cylons. Gee whiz. 
Cylons, which are basically like cyborgs, I guess. Is that... That's not even right. Anyway, they're robots. And so there's been a war with these robots. And then they just kind of disappear. So for many, 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 many years and generations, you have um, peace. And humans are just living their lives. And they're free of these, these, these robots. And then... Guess what? That's right. And so, it. I don't, I don't even really want to tell you anything about the show, other than it is. There's so many like boom, 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 like twists and twists and turns and story plots changing and ending and this happening and that happening, and it, it is so great because the character development is fabulous. Again, you quickly fall in love with these characters, and my, I just say. Mary McDonnell, who is in um, the movie Sneakers, which eventually I will be talking about on this podcast because I love sneakers, with like Robert Redford and um, Sidney Poitier and Dan Aykroyd and just like on and on and on and on, famous people. Um, she was so great in that. And she's going great in everything. Mary McDonnell is fabulous. Um, she's currently the star of Major Crimes, a TV series. Uh, like detective police series of some, um, but she is in this. It's one of my favorite characters of all time, uh, Laura Roslin. And I really don't want to tell you anything about her, but let me just tell you: this is how obsessed I was with her character. There's something about her that's just so fantastic. Like she's such a strong character, um, and she just gives. Since she's just, no matter what is going on, she just gets through it, um, and. She's really an inspirational character to me. And so they created these sets of cards, like, like, like you know, back in the 80s, you buy, like, cards, like, like little playing cards, I guess, but you don't play, you know, they're just, like, collector's, collector's cards, that's what they are. Um, so they created the series of collector cards for Battlestar Galactica, and in them, the very limited editions in, hidden inside of them were ones where they actually had fabric swatches from some of the characters' clothing. And let me just say, she is a very stylish character. Like, she's always, like, kind of dressed up and just fabulous looking. And so they actually sell, sold, these swatches of fabric from her character. Um, and you better believe I eBayed that, the heck out of that and got both. There was two different cards with two different outfits, and I have both of those. And those are some of my most prized possessions. Just because, like, this character, I tell you what, she's just fabulous. Um... I'm sure I've said fabulous like 1,500 times so far, but I'm going to continue to say it because she is fabulous and this show is fabulous. And so it's very tense. I don't even really want to tell you why it's tense, but other than, you know, because, I mean, right now, so far, all you know is there's this fabulous woman and then there's these robots and that's all you really know. But basically, you know, humans are, you know, on the verge of extinction, you know, at some point with this show and they, the way they manage to survive and to come through is just unbelievable. It's such a great show. So anyway, just do yourself a favor. Put this on your queue. You are going to love it. And you're and you're going to say to me, listening to this podcast, you're going to say, oh, yeah, so many of my friends said they love the show and, you know, I never did watch it. And in fact, there was a Portlandia episode where um, they become hooked and obsessed with the show. And it's it, because it's true. That's what happens. You'll get in there and it will not let, let you go until it's over. And then you're like, what am I going to watch next? So just listen to this podcast and I'll tell you. Um, but this is this is a winner. This is a winner's winner. This is the show to watch, especially in the wintertime, I think, or, or in the summertime, if you're in a different hemisphere. 
But because there's so many episodes, there's four seasons, and they're, each episode is quite lengthy, so you have you you can really sink your teeth into this one. So for those of you who have Netflix, I really am sorry. It, that's it used to be on there. It's not there anymore. It's only a DVD version of Netflix. So the only way to watch it streaming would be through Hulu. And if you don't have Hulu, please just go ahead and get it. It's not that expensive. And there are so many great shows on there. And then you can watch half of the shows that I'm recommending to you. But this one is the show. If you want a show for wintertime, um, those of you who are like, oh, it's going to get so dark and cold and I just want to nestle in and watch a show for hours and hours and hours. This is it. You've already watched Stranger Things. I know you have. You watch every single last episode. Get Hulu. Watch Battlestar Galactica. Okay, so I know this is the first time that I've ever recommended a video game, and this may be the very last time. I love video games. I know a lot of people don't. Um, But this is one that I just love so much, I had to put it on my favorites show. Um, So it's called Thimbleweed Park, and Thimble is T-H-I-M-B-L-E, weed, W-E-E-D, that's all one word, Thimbleweed Park. And it's from the creators of one of the most beloved 80s video games, Maniac Mansion. So I should really say that's which was a fabulous game. And it is set in 1987. So right there, you know you're off to a great start. Anything set in the 80s is going to be fabulous. And it is fabulous. And there's a lot of 80s references and jokes. Like there's a... Um, so basically, well, you're in this little town and you walk around and interact with people and things. And there's like this vending machine and you walk up to the vending machine and you're like, look at vending machine. And you look at the vending machine and it says, it only has new Coke. No one wants new Coke. And it's like full of this new Coke that no one wants. Uh, so it's totally 80s. Anyway, so it's set in this little town, this very, very quirky town. And there's all these little locations. There's like um, the, ma- the main downtown. There's an abandoned factory. The pillow factory, which was like the big factory in town was this pillow factory. And then uh, there's a mansion and a radio station, and all these just, like, different things. And so there's been a murder, and so two FBI agents come to town to try to solve the murder. And so you play um, both of these different detectives. And then as the story goes along and you're introduced to different characters, you get to play, um, I think, a total of five different characters that you go... um, uh, and try to figure puzzles out. And so you interact with things, you pick up items and objects, and then you try to figure out how to use those objects within the game. And it's hilarious. Like, one of the characters that you play is this <laughs> is this insult clown, and he all, every single thing out of his mouth is, like, a curse word. Um, but it's all beeped, so you don't, you know, as an adult, you know what, what, what they're inferring that he's saying, but you don't actually hear what he's saying other than beep, beep. Um, and he carries around this little pink balloon. It is hilarious. These characters are so great. Um, and the mysteries is... Are, the, the puzzles are really complicated um, and it's really clever um, how it all fits together and there's a lot of humor there's a lot of humor in it um, that I cannot do it justice but just by talking about it and the 80 the the 80s the graphics are like totally like 1980s style so they're very kind of like 16-bit um, graphics very pixelated but really beautiful like this the backdrops are really gorgeous the colors and um, Anyway, it's so well done, so clever, so fun, and it is available on um, virtually every phone and tablet. Um, I think it's even available on, in computers, I should say, 
I play it on a computer because it's a lot easier to see because you have it, it is rather detailed like and you pick up these different objects and you and you use them in different ways um and and luckily there's these like little phone booths throughout the little town and you can just call and uh, pick up the phone and call like this hint line and so if you if you're stuck the the game knows where you're stuck at and it'll give you a clue to figure out what to do so even though it's complicated it's still there's ways to figure it out um but anyway, I'm so excited to tell you about this game. I've played, I'm not even joking, 70 hours. I looked on the other day and I was like, 70 hours? And I don't even know how that happened. Because um, I just play here and there, here, there, hither, there, and yon. But it all added up to 70. So, but anyway, it is so much fun. Thimble Weed Park. You're going to love it. Okay, and now for one of my other all-time favorite obsessions. Um, this is a cartoon by Don Bluth by um, 21st Century Fox. Ah, 20th Century Fox. And the film is Anastasia. So this is like loosely, 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 loosely based on a true story. So there really was um, a princess, or rather a grand duchess, Anastasia, um, and she and her three sisters and brother were the children of the last Tsar of Russia. So they were um, they were all beautiful. Her and her sisters were um, usually dressed identically in these beautiful gowns, and they had these huge hats, and they wore you know furs, and they were very sweet kids and. Um, you know, they lived in palaces and on a, they had yachts and they had an imperial train that would take them to the Crimea. And, you know, I mean, they, they lived quite a fabulous life and they had tutors. And um, but anyway, so the but her 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 brother, her younger brother, um, he had a hemophilia, which had been kept secret from the country because they didn't want to think that the heir to the throne you know, had this deathly illness. And so it was also um all the rage at the time were mystics. Um, women of high society loved to have mystics. That was kind of the in thing. They, they would have mystics who would do seances or who could, you know, supposedly cure ailments. And so the uh, czar, uh, his wife, had brought in this mystic um, by the name of Grigory Rasputin. And he was a well-known, like, womanizer and alcoholic and just kind of a scoundrel. And so people didn't understand why this scoundrel was, you know, in, you know, hobnobbing with the czar and his family. And so they thought that he was unduly um, influencing the politics of the day, and he was generally hated by Russians. And so some of the czar's family, like his nephews, ended up killing Rasputin. And within a few years, um, the Russian Revolution happened, and then the czar and his wife and his children were executed in Siberia. And so, yeah, this is, like, great story, you know, great story to turn into a musical and cartoon for kids. Um, <laughs> well, anyway, the, the reason that I was so fascinated by this story, in addition to the fact that, you know, it was just all this fabulous things, you know, that they, these beautiful palaces and what have you, is that, you know, shortly after their death, um, about two years later in Berlin, um, a woman showed up and said, oh, I'm the Tsar's youngest daughter. And she actually convinced um, a lot of people that she was. 
And so her life, um, in, you know, was the inspiration for a play, and that play was the inspiration for a movie also called Anastasia, starring Ingrid Bergman, Yul Brenner, and Helen Hayes, which was fantastic. Unfortunately, it's not on streaming services right now. Fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it, you should really check it out. Um, and then this movie that we're talking about right now, the animated uh, Don Bluth uh, version, came out in 1997, loosely, again, based off of you know, those other uh, previous productions um the music is fantastic i still remember the lyrics today it's just fun it's fantastic um kind of like a broadway production um and then you have all the stars so meg ryan plays the woman who claims to be anastasia um kelsey Grammer is in there um john cusack plays her love interest um if you ever saw him or if you didn't ever see him in being john malkovich oh my gosh go see that that was like that shows how much an amazing actor he is and being john malkovich is so weird and so creative and so amazing go see it um and then angela freaking lansbury plays anastasia's grandmother angela freaking lansbury is like just so amazing i mean murder she wrote hello but then she was also in beauty and the beast and she was that singing teapot um so i mean of course you want her in your animated musical um about princesses so yes check you got her um and then you have a christopher lloyd from back to the future and taxi playing the rasputin mystic rasputin and he has this evil little sidekick who's so freaking adorable and he's played by hank azaria and he's the comic relief in this movie the art is amazing. This is just when, you know, most of it's hand-drawn. You could tell that there's just a, a couple elements throughout the movie that are computer animated, but otherwise it's all hand-drawn. It is stunning. You know, the gowns and the palace and the, you know, this, that, and the other. It's set in um, Russia, but then later it's set in Paris. Beautiful. Bernadette Peters is in it. Bernadette Peters! This is a movie you need to see. Um, probably not for young, young children, just because of the, you know, the whole murder part. Um, but I say preteens and teens, it's fine for. The music is incredible. I still know the words to it today, even all these years later. I mean, the last time I saw it was in the 1900s, for goodness sakes. Anyway, Anastasia, put it on your queue. It's on Netflix. <laughs> And so lastly, we have a tasty treat sensation. And this is a tasty treat sensation that you are going to love. And here it is. And I do not have any regrets about this. <laughs> you, um, it, it is probably not particularly healthy, but it, maybe it's, it has protein, so that's healthy. But what I'm going to say is that Peter Pan peanut butter has peanut butter that is made out of roasted peanuts not just roasted peanuts but honey roasted peanuts so they take honey roasted peanuts and then they make it into peanut butter and so it is deliciously sweet and it has that honey roasted flavor in there and so that's not just it so you get that and you open it up whoop, and then you throw in some brookside some of those gel um, candies where it's like dark chocolate on the outside and then like a gel, a fruit gel. My personal favorite is the acai blueberry. Throw them in and then just get a spoonful, a spoon, and then just dip it in there. So you're eating honey roasted peanut butter with dark chocolate and fruity middles. It is incredible. Oh my gosh, it is incredible. Now, it's. 
<laughs> it's one of those things that you have to be really careful because once you start doing it and like you're eating it, you're like, oh, because the saltiness of the peanut butter and then the sweetness of the peanut butter and the dark chocolate and it, it, it becomes a lot. It's going, a lot's going on and you might find yourself eating the whole jar. So be very mindful <laughs> of how many spoonfuls you're eating of this because before you know it, it's all over and it's all gone. So be <laughs> please be very mindful of that. And you will thank me and hate me later because this is going to be one of your favorite tasty treats ever. Ever. Uh, so anyway, I hope that you enjoyed this particular episode. I know I did. And I am grateful for all of you for listening. And I guess that's it for the show. Um, I hope that you have a wonderful day, evening, morning, or what have you. And next time we will have another fabulous episode with more recommendations for your cue. And I guess that's it. A river dirty. It's like I love the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs>